Hey there, how are you doing? My name is Vini, I am a Matthews engineer and today I will try to do something different. Um, my semester just started and last Tuesday I, I had the, the subject actually is its name is Metal Transformation Process. I'm translating from Portuguese but it's something like this and we started talking about the forging process. I already have uh, explained that to you and just a remembering it's about heating up a piece of metal and, heat, and heating this with a hammer or a matrix to achieve a specific shape so we can use the ingot and heat it up this after having the temperature homogenization and the microstructure as well we we can use this to conform and to deform it and transform its shape into another one into the one that we want so that's what what happened and we we watched a video about this and professor just explained it about this and actually there is the the, hot, the 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 rolling process which is actually the hot rolling process which is something more uh, easier to understand but it is almost the same thing as uh, the forging so but in, in this case we use rolls instead of hammers or matrices but the point is uh, during this process acts as the hot rolling process uh, that there is a time between the one step to another I mean if we have many rolls many rolls one in front of the other there will be a specific time that the, the material the sheet you pass through the first row and into the, there's there's a time between one row and another one so this time and and the amount of uh, of time that is being spent between one row to passing through the another one is important so it can uh, change everything because the material is it's in high temperature and as it passes through the, the row it's being rolled uh, after passing one row if it spends a lot of time until passing a sec a second one maybe the material is not is not ductile enough to be deformed so it can be a problem or it can precipitate any other any other phase that can be a problem so it's always important to understand how much time or how much steps like this we have during the process another curiosity is uh, the microstructure that initiates the, the process I mean as I said in the beginning it's homogenized so all the, the grains are equiaxial so they are equal they are almost a sphere so at this microstructure is the beginning to the first step of the the, the the hot rolling or the forging but after passing the first step its microstructure will be the first you'll be the, the the beginning you'll be the parental microstructure to the next step so it has to be considered because it's uh, an evaluation of the microstructure so we can control the the quantity the 
the amount actually uh, and the size of the grains as we control the this process this part of the process the temperature how many steps we have so it's another thing that is really important obviously we have always to consider that each material is different so when we do a hot rolling using an ingot of steel or stainless steel or copper we have to remember that it's different so the conditions of temperature the passes how many passes we, we do have they all inf influence the final shape the final microstructure by the end of the class we discussed about the, the crystallography and and locations so just remember there is the BCC, FCC and HCP uh, crystalline structures as I already explained it in many other episodes and we discussed about also the about the, the slip systems in which the dislocation in each crystal structure can use to to move it to move itself by the external force so as the material is forged as I already explained in the other episode the, the dislocation are created or they sleep so they can use these systems to sleep so there there is one for example for example there is um, a plan and one direction or another or multiple directions in which the dislocation can be and can be uh, moved but there is maybe one or there are more than one direction in this plan or in those plans in which the dislocation can be can be moved so it's very it varies from crystalline structure to crystalline structure I already said something about those plans and direction and maybe the, the numbers that they they are used and I, I won't I won't say this again because it's really boring and it's complicated to to understand just listening the part that I really like it about this class was about it was about this taking fault energy like I said to you that there's the there are dislocations in the material and as the material is deformed they are moved or they are created but uh, for a dislocation move itself it has to be a perfect dislocation but I already said in, in another episode once that in for example in, in BCC crystalline structure materials the dislocations they can they can divide themselves so if this energy if it's uh, staking fault energy is too high one this look perfect dislocation can be divided in two pieces two partials but the distance between the, those partials they are too small and it represents something completely different for a material that this this distance is high so materials that have small and small taking fault energies the distance between the those partials are big and the energy actually to convert them in one perfect dislocation to then change the slip system is higher than the materials that have higher staking fault energies if one material have this like have a, a low 
a low staking fault energy and have many dislocations, they won't interact between them and they won't change the slip system, which means that material will not deform as one material that has high, uh, higher energy, high staking fault energy. Because it's easier to, to approximate and make something be together. It's easier to make something like a dislocation perfect to convert is in, it's into a perfect dislocation when both pieces, both parts are already close to each other then, to, then when we compare with another material that both parts are really separated so this also interferes in the in the deformation process so I really like uh, talking about this because it's a, a metallurgical thing and actually there is for, for example many other uh, mechanism that can create or transmit dislocations. I just say the names but I won't explain because it's a little bit different and a bit a little bit hard to explain it. But there is the, the, the Frank Heat font, the R1 mechanism and the the Lomer Cotel barriers. This Lomer Cotel barrier uh, is a barrier that is created when dislocations like for example two dislocations in different systems they pass through one each other and they create a new dislocation that actually cannot uh, move itself in the parental systems and it is stuck it so it's is a barrier because another dislocation that is coming through this way won't pass it through because this location, this format, this location, you act as a barrier because it cannot change its 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 position. It cannot move itself in any other uh, system that it actually it's available to 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 be used. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I tried to to do something different to use the things that I've been studying. Uh, I'd like to invite you to share this episode again with your friends, with your family. If you have any question, there is my email in the description of this episode, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.